0: In a recent episode, we talked about the song Lowrider. Here's a quick two-question quiz. First, do you know that song? Of course you do. Second question, do you know who the band is? My guess is, if you're like me, you didn't know it was a band called War. In today's episode, we're celebrating those songs that you know by the artists you can't name. Welcome to the age-old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people,
1: we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what is the greatest song by a band you can't name? That's the age-old question.
0: I mentioned this episode was inspired by our discussion of the war song Lowrider, but we've actually discussed a bunch of songs in our first 50-something episodes that could be nominees for today's episode. Ask yourself if you can name the band behind this song. We talked about the song in episode 25 about the best one-hit wonders. Remember we talked to Eric Heimbold, the incredible director who actually directed the music video. The song is called Who Let The Dogs Out, of course.
1: And everybody have a number. Ha, ha, yeah.
0: But if you're wondering, the band was The Baha Men. Another song from that same episode. Clint, do you know the name of the band behind this song?
2: I love-
1: Oh, who was it? Say it. Low Low still still Rio. Rio.
0: Man, I should know that. This episode is going to be slightly different in terms of a format. Mm-hmm. Clint, talk to us about what we're going to do. Well, it's
1: going to be a game show format. So it's me versus Rich. And here's how it's going to work. We've each chosen three songs, and we are trying to stump the other person. But you are allowed one hint, and you are allowed one lifeline, meaning you can call somebody and see if they can help you. Two points for every song. One for the name of the song, one for the
0: band. It's a format that we call Can You Stump Your Co-Host? Can you
1: stump your (laughs) co-host? Love
0: it. Can you stump your co-host? What's your first nominee?
1: My first nominee is this
2: song.
0: This is the story of a girl Who cried a river and drowned the whole world While she looks so sad in photographs I absolutely love her when she smiles you know that song? I, I know it. Yes. It's a song from the 90s?
1: It's a song from... The year two thousand, so very close to the 90s. Okay,
0: I'm going to guess Sister Hazel. I think
1: you're very close, but that's not it. The band is called Nine Days. Nine Days? I've never heard of this band before.
0: Never heard of them.
1: And yet, I know the song start to finish. It was the lead single for the group's fourth studio album called The Matting Crowd, which was released in 2000. It's like an upbeat power pop anthem. The song became the band's only hit single, and it reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the U.S.
0: Now, was it part of a soundtrack?
1: This is a point that I was going to make. What I realized by going through a bunch of these songs is that when the song was in a movie, and that's how I knew the song, yeah. I had a much harder time knowing who it was. Yes. But I was like, oh, I know the movie it's from.
0: Okay. Two nothing to you. Two Two nothing if you'd given me a thousand years to think about it I wouldn't have done it that's tough can you stump your co-host can you stump Stump your your co-host here's my first nominee
2: if you like Kinga Colada
1: That, my friend, is called Escape by Rupert Holmes. That
0: is impressive.
1: Oh, that
0: feels good. Wow. Clint, as you say, the song is called Escape, parentheses, the Pina Colada song, and it's by Rupert Holmes. Now, you knew this. I didn't know that. And if you had put a gun to my head, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that the artist was Rupert Holmes from his album Partners in Crime from 1979. It raced up the charts ultimately becoming the last number one song of the 1970s. Huh. The original lyric in the chorus was If you like Humphrey Bogart, huh. not piña colada, but in the studio Holmes changed the lyric to the first exotic cocktail that he could think of, the piña colada.
2: I like pina colada.
0: But if you think about it, just changing that lyric saved the song from becoming like a time capsule. Oh, right. Who would be singing in the year 2022 if you like Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, people don't even know who he is. It would seem so quaint and and antique. Totally. Good move, Rupert. Interesting additional tidbit, Clint. Who's playing the drums? None other than Steve Jordan. Oh, really? Didn't you pick Steve Jordan as your drummer in episode 11? Yes, I did. (laughs)
1: Episode moment, and my drummer is a drummer that some people might not know his work. So my pick for drums for my band is Steve Jordan, a badass feel drummer.
0: Your guy? That's my guy, Steve Jordan. All right, it's for nothing to you. For
1: nothing, okay. For nothing. All right, here's my next one, buddy. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. All right, It's from a movie. So I was going to say, so it's from Ferris Bueller.
1: Yes, it is. What could the name of the song be? Oh, yeah. That's the name of the song. All right, you got one point. Oh, yeah. By the band.
0: Oh, yeah. <sighs> is this a band that I know? No.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. you would have to know it.
0: I'm going to use the lifeline. Okay. I'm going to call our old buddy Jeff Simons. Yes, you are.
1: He's going to know it too. I bet he knows it. Oh, this is exciting.
0: This is interesting. I do think he will probably know. Yeah.
2: It. Hey, what's
0: up? Are you there, buddy?
2: Yes, I am. I am here.
0: I'm, I'm so glad you picked up. You're my lifeline. We're doing an episode of the Age-Old Question. It's it's a game show format and we each oh get God. get one, one lifeline. I oh, know. And okay. you're you're my lifeline.
2: No pressure.
0: Who performed the song Boom, boom, boom! Oh yeah, oh,
2: Yellow. That's it.
0: You, you saved it. me. You saved me because I'm I'm behind currently on the scoring, and I needed this one.
2: <laughs> yellow is the name of that band.
0: How do you know that that's the name of the band?
2: <laughs> I don't know. How does one know things? It was like in every '80s movie. Right. Like every time Michael J. Fox walked down the street in a movie, it was like. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I bothered to find out who did it.
0: Do we know collectively anything by them other than that?
2: Oh, I don't think there's anything else. No. By them. Yeah. And I don't think they're American. No. they're. Uh, I think they're from um, Europe, like Switzerland or Germany. I don't know if it's one of those places, which is probably why we don't know a second song.
0: Well, you saved my tail here, so thank you for picking up, and thank you for knowing it. <laughs> you bet, my man. Nice talk, time. To talk to you later. Later. but <laughs>
1: That was exactly what I pictured when we were talking about doing this. I can't believe that just happened. That's incredible.
0: Oh, oh God. I'm, God. I'm, thank you, Jeff. That's awesome.
1: So, a little bit tidbit about the song. It's by yeah. a guy, Boris Blank, and his partner was Dieter which makes me
0: sounds german
1: yes and it was released in 1985 now it was in Sparrow bueller's day off and the secret of my success so he was right it was michael, michael j fox, fox. <laughs> he was totally nailed it interesting story boris blank wrote the song and then invited dieter to sing along and so dieter started like riffing on the mic and boris was like no dieter it's too complicated we don't need that many lyrics so I had the idea there's a quote I had the idea of just this guy a fat little monster sits there very relaxed and says oh yeah oh yeah so I told him why don't you just try and sing on and on oh yeah and Dito was very angry when I told him this and he said are you crazy I can't do this no no come on come on and then he said then he came up with some lyrics like the moon beautiful is that too much and I said no it's okay And then he did, oh, yeah, at the end of each thought. It's just hilarious to imagine those two guys sitting in a studio. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's it. That's pretty good. That was uh. That's pretty good. That was it, man. Oh, yeah.
0: 4-2. Four, 4-2. Two. Four, two.
1: All right, you're up. Can you stop your
0: co-host? Interesting you chose a song from a soundtrack mm-hmm. because my second nominee – is from a soundtrack. Do you know?
2: you
1: know the song? I think it's Hungry Eyes from uh, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Uh, Dirty Dancing and I believe it's the lead of the is it Patrick Swayze it's not pick- that's the wind one she's, she's like, like the, wind, the wind and that's Hungry yeah. Eyes by Hungry Eyes by oh I'm gonna have to use a lifeline alright who's gonna know Matt Schrag hey man what's going on hey Matt Schrag you are on the age old question right now <laughs> well, well, well age old question. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are currently in the middle of a game show format. You're my lifeline, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Matt Schrag. He I play in a band with him. He's a mandolin player in the Neon Ramblers, but he is an '80s aficionado. And so, my friend, the song is "Hungry Eyes." Can you name the band that performed "Hungry Eyes"?
2: Oh, dude, it's a guy's name. Um, um, oh, sorry. Can I cuss? I can't cuss. Beat that. Uh, uh, I literally have the soundtrack. My, I grew up listening to this all the time because my mother owned the movie and owned the soundtrack, and it was a constant repeat. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. It's a guy. Uh, 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 Eric. Yeah. Eric um, it's Eric.
1: Keep
2: coming, man. Uh, Eric Carmen. <laughs> Eric Carmen. Mom, That's right. You got it. You got that. That one was beat into me for like ten years with my mother.
0: Well done,
1: Matt. I, thanks, Dorothy. Thanks, Dorothy. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much, You're Matt.
2: Really enjoy your show. I, I love the podcast. I listen to it all the
1: time. Right on, man. Thank you. Take care. Yeah.
0: Matt is totally right. It's Eric Carmen. And it was featured, as we discussed, on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. The song peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The song was written by Frankie Previtt and John Nicola, who also wrote another hit song from that soundtrack, I've Had the Time of My Life. So that was two big songs for whoa, those songwriters.
1: Whoa, that's a huge hit.
0: And like you, I thought it was Patrick Swayze, but of course, he sang the song She's Like the Wind. Right. I thought it, man
2: believe I am anything
0: she needs She's like the wind Oh, listen to that sweet saxophone, Clint. Eric Carman was from the band The Raspberries. He wrote and performed a song for the Footloose soundtrack called Almost Paradise, Almost paradise. Between those two soundtracks, there's over 30 million in album sales. Wow. So good for you, Eric Carmen. Nice work. And thank you, Matt Schrag. Okay, we're going to take a slight tangent. This show is generally focused on pop music. But if we broaden our lens to think about popular music or music in the collective consciousness, there are some great options. I want to play you a few. Okay. This doesn't count against your points, okay. but I'm interested to have you guess. Do you know the name of this song? It's the circus song. (laughs) It's the circus song, but that's not the name of the song. The song is called Entry of the Gladiators. It's by a composer named Julius Fučik. Another example of knowing the song, but not the artist. Fučik was a Czech composer whose career spanned the transition from the 19th to the 20th century. He was incredibly prolific, composing over 400 marches, polkas, and waltzes. Did you just say 400? 400. But maybe the ultimate song that we all know, but no one knows who's behind it, is the happy birthday song. Huh. That's, of course, Marilyn Monroe's version from May 1962, singing Happy Birthday to the President. Any idea who wrote Happy Birthday? Not a clue. But everybody knows the song. The melody has been attributed to two American sisters, Patty and Mildred Hill, written in 1893. But no one copyrighted the song until 1935. And then Warner Chapel Music bought the copyright to the song in 1988 for $25 million. (laughs) What? By one estimate, the song is the highest earning single song in history. In fact, I remember working on some music for a TV show in the early 2000s, and they were looking for an alternative to the Happy Birthday song because they didn't want to pay the licensing fee to include it in a scene. Warner Chappell continued to insist that one cannot sing the Happy Birthday lyrics for profit without paying royalties. Warner collected about $5,000 per day, $2 million per year in royalties for that song. In 2015, the copyright claim was declared invalid by the courts, saying that the song should be considered public domain, and Warner Chappell had to pay back $14 million in licensing fees. Whoa. According to the 1998 Guinness Book of World Records, it's the most recognized song in the English language, followed by the song For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. Who wrote that one? (laughs) It's interesting. It dates back to the 18th century in France, and it's a song that Marie Antoinette loved and helped popularize. Over the years, two versions in English evolved, one in Britain that says, and so say all of us, and another in America that instead says, which nobody can deny. Mm. I think someone could write an interesting college thesis on that linguistic representation of two cultures. Incredible.
1: Yeah. What a weird thing.
0: Which nobody can deny. All right, Clint, one more slight tangent. Okay. I texted a number of friends on this week's question. And I got some good responses. Nice. From our buddy Dave Levine, can you name this song? I woke up and got myself a gun. I
1: don't think I've ever heard that song, but is it? It's the theme song from The
0: Sopranos. It is? I've never seen The Sopranos. <laughs> what? Is it Leonard Cohen? It's by a British band called Alabama 3. Huh. It's from their 1997 album Exile on Cold Harbor Lane. Speaking of theme songs.
2: So no one told you life was gonna
0: be this way. The Rembrandts. Yes, and makes me think, maybe future episode, best use of hand claps. But how about this one?
2: Thank you for
1: being a friend. Mm, Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant.
0: Golden Girls, yes. Uh, Do you know the artist? I don't know the artist, Andrew Gold. Huh.
1: Wow. Was wait was that a was that a a hit, or was it
0: just the theme song? Or did was it a song that they repurposed? The song was written and originally recorded by Andrew Gold in nineteen seventy eight, and at the time it reached number twenty five on the Billboard charts. But the version that we all know from The Golden Girls was recorded by Cynthia Fee who was a well-known jingle singer in the 1980s. Thank you for being a friend travel down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a
1: pal and a
0: confidant And if you're trying to place where the Golden Girls fits in your timeline of your life, it ran from 1985 to 1992, with a total of 180 episodes. The from the Clint, from me to you. Thank you for being what about this last TV tangent?
2: Believe it or not, I'm walking on.
0: You know that I can't even name the show. I can't even name the show, but I know it so well. That's the theme from The Greatest American Greatest Hero. Greatest American Hero. Yes, of course. You and I are exactly in the sweet spot of this yeah, we are. TV show. Oh, man. Came out in 1981. The theme song became a hit and peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 for the artist Joe Scarberry. Hmm. So what happened to Joe Scarberry? Well, after Greatest American Hero, not much. <laughs> he couldn't replicate the success of that song. And he had sort of a journeyman career, but his next high watermark achievement was writing a song for the Oak Ridge Boys that became a number one hit on the country charts in 1990. Elvira? A song called No Matter How High. Oh, man.
2: No matter how high I get, I'll always look up to you. You'll always be number one.
0: We got a suggestion from a friend of the show and listener, Eric Gorman. Do you know this one? All right, Clint, before you answer this, if you're listening to the show, can you name the band behind the song? Clint? Rock
1: Me Amadeus, Falco.
2: Yes, good job. Yes,
0: Falco. Okay, Clint, we have some age-old question breaking news. I just heard that as a planet, we just hit a milestone last week. Yes. There's now 8 billion people on the planet. And if you think about the bell curve of intelligence, it's safe to say that you and I are boneheads.
1: <laughs> Rich and Clint.
0: Tell me why. (laughs) What'd we do? In episode 53, I credited the drummer Todd Shuba, who tours with The Sweet Remains, with inspiring the episode on the cowbell, when, in fact, it was my bandmate, Brian. And I got a sternly worded text message from Brian, (laughs) taking great umbrage. So, publicly, I'm going to apologize and say that I am bonehead.
1: I am boneheads. That should be the new theme song. I
0: I, I am (laughs) boneheads. Sorry Brian. Great topic. Great topic. Thank you for the suggestion. Okay. Give me your final suggestion in Can you stump your co-host? Can you stump
1: your co-host? Are you ready, sir? Yes. Here it goes. This
0: God, I have no idea. Okay, can you give me a hint?
1: You've heard the song before, right? I know the song, okay.
0: but I, I don't yet know the title. A
1: super falsetto we want. That's the hook. That's the hook. Which is interesting that it's just, there's no lyrics on the hook. Um, let's see. It's, a,
0: it's, by a, it's by
1: a British band. It's by a British band from Manchester. Alt-rock band. Uh, let's see. What's a good hint for this one? It's by a band with a f- that sounds like a first name.
0: It's by Travis. No, close though. Not
1: that close, it's- but it's one word name. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, uh,
0: uh, James. Yes, it's by James. It's by
1: James. The song is "Laid" <laughs> by James. That was a monster hit. I. My band used to cover that. The Grift used to cover that way back early 2000s. Song peaked at number 61 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Check this out. Originally viewed by the band as a throwaway song and maybe a possible B-side, but Brian Eno Hmm. soon convinced
0: them of the potential of this track. Okay, I love this. You texted me earlier today another episode idea. Bands who sound nothing like the hit single that made them famous. So, yeah, just like this. Which is interesting.
1: Hmm. The way we know the song is from another movie, a main staple in all eight of the American Pie oh. film series.
0: Eight American Pies? Eight.
1: That's affirmative. Eight. And there's different cover versions of this song. So one is by Matt Nathanson, yeah. who I believe we opened up for one time yeah, in New York City at the Knitting Factory. I don't know anything about the band, James. No idea.
0: So you stumped me twice. Stumped you twice. This is my final, and I get a clue. Yep. This is the final round of Can You Stump Your Co-host? Can you stump
1: your co-host? Oh, this is on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. There's no way I'm going to get the band, but it's Gotta Move On, right? Or, uh, uh, uh. It's on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. That's correct. I know that because...
0: You and I have a song in the Shrek 2 soundtrack. You and I were recently sitting in a diner in Bozeman, Montana. hmm And the song came on, and as you said, it was featured in the Shrek 2 soundtrack. But this is a song that I think might be the perfect representation of a song that everyone knows, everyone's danced to. You're struggling to name it.
1: I got i uh, I'm not going to get it. It's a... Uh... Um, it's late 70s, right? It's like
0: La Freak era. It's 1980. Okay. Wait. Give me a hint. Like a. Okay. Give me, like, see if you can. Well, let me skip ahead in the song because you'll get it instantly. Won't you
1: take to, Won't you take to Funky Funky Town?
0: Town? Right, 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 right. Funky Town. But what's the band?
1: Boy, I wish I hadn't wasted my lifeline because. I would love to know if anybody could get that.
0: I'll give you another one.
1: I don't think there's anyone that I know except this one person. I'm pretty sure... All right, who is it? Jeff Malone Drummer and bass player and...
0: Let's see what Jeff Malone has to say. Give me a call. Come on. Pick up.
1: Yo. Hey, Jeff. You're on the age-old question again. I have one question for you. Nice. Okay. We're in the middle of a game show where we're trying to stump each other. Okay. And and here is the question. You know the song, Funky Town? Yes. I gotta move on. Yes. Who, who sings Funky Town?
2: I believe it's Lips Incorporated with two Ps.
1: My man. Nice. nice. Well done. Well, well done, done Jeff Jeffrey. On. <laughs> One for me.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. right, Bye. Man, there's some comfort in knowing there are people we can call who have that random knowledge. And not only did he get that it was Lips Incorporated, but he got that it was Lips with two Ps. Incredible, man. You know what I've
1: realized recently is that life is so much about who you surround yourself with. And yes. I feel so very lucky and so very grateful to the people that surround me personally. Amen. Like I have such good friends and such good, smart, talented, hardworking people, you being one of them. So it's just I feel real lucky.
0: Well, feelings mutual. And we want to take this opportunity to extend our gratitude to the people who listen to the show because yes, we have so much fun doing this show, and the fact that we have listeners and that listenership is growing we're so grateful if you can take a moment to subscribe hit follow on this podcast share it with one person that would really help us love it
1: all right i think we did it man i
0: think we did it we We hope you had fun as much fun as we did and we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age old old question. question Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah, no hating, no hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our
1: Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash The Age Old Question and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football